Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Hello. Hi. Hello. Uh, uh, is Jesse on the phone? Um, not yet. We're a little early, just because I had to quit the... Okay. You hear Where's you my... hear the young Pavarotti in the background. All good stuff. Uh, we're still... <sighs> it has been a day. Where's the dog? Anyway. Oh. There you are. Oh. Yeah, hang on, I gotta switch headsets. All right, now it's going to be better. Okay. Is it cold up there? It has been insanely warm. It's been like in the... Like here. Normally, yeah. Normally it's like below zero, but it, we have been so blessed with the move and the weather cooperating. Mm-hmm. It's been like almost... You can only say this in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> When it's 50 degrees in January, it's almost short, it's short weather. Oh, wow. Well, normally, you know, like, below zero. That's, that's a heat wave. It is. Hold on, let me email her the number. I thought I emailed it to her, but who knows what I did. Um... Okay. 714-816-4686. All right. Just let me know when she's on. Alrighty. So, anything big going on in Florida right now? Oh, well, I'm in the midst of um, all-timer gala foundation um, donation recruitment. Everyone's told me getting tickets to fly to Florida is like next to impossible, and they're like three times the price. Well, I could understand that. I mean, it's uh, it's the beginning of crazy tourist season or snowbird season. Everybody's down. Traffic is insane. There's no parking anywhere. 
but it's it's all good stuff. It'll be done in um, Memorial Day. Everybody goes north. Yeah. Everybody goes <laughs> to, to like Buffalo and New York area. Yep. It it is. Or Chicago. Not one of or them. Ohio's also another big draw. Um, Quebec on um, Quebec is a big one. Montreal, tons and tons of people come down from Montreal. In February, you have um, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. What's in Ohio? Um, I don't know, but um, there's a lot of people that come down that goes to Fort Myers, Naples, that and Tampa area from Ohio. I have no idea, but oh. they go on the west side of the state. It is what it is. And it's yeah, it is. Um, I don't think they're supposed to teach it in Florida anymore. Why? Um, the governor signed something that says that it's it's a woke thing, and uh, who knows? That's um, the biggest, most asinine thing in the world I've ever heard. We are actually covering Black History Month, and we started out last, uh, we did on Monday, and we talked about uh-huh. um, Woodstock and the start of Black History Month, and why. And it was all about your story and your culture, and it wasn't being taught in the 20s. <laughs> um, and, right. You know, and so it has nothing to do with, to do with woke. I, I don't know. You know, uh, my kid is in college, and... I try not to deal with it anymore. Oh, we, um, the radio show, we highlight all the significant achievements, but we don't focus, like, on Martin Luther King or Frederick Douglass. We focus on, like, Bojangles and these others that you don't know as much about and their life right. stories. Your caller okay. is here. I'm going to go mute just because my house is noisy. Okay. My son has been up since midnight and he's still up. Hi, Effie. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. It's been a crazy. Uh, where are you located? Are you in the U.S.? No, I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, my Jesus. Wow. Hi. Yes. <laughs> Yes. It's my very first international. Thank you. What time is it? So I'm a day after you, so it's uh, Wednesday here, 1 p.m. Oh, nice. oh, so you're about 14 hours? Yes, yes. Oh, oh, my goodness. I have not yet been to Melbourne, Australia. I can't wait to go. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's lovely here. Uh, oh, cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. It, um, <laughs> it's a pleasure. You know, this is Roadmap in Your Life with Heather Mahoney. And what we yeah. do is we focus on women and we try to find out how she redesigned her life after maybe mm. one, two, three, or four of the fallen. She may have had. Um, ending of a relationship, a long-term relationship. She may have had a career mm. stop, uh, financial mm. challenges, or she lost someone that she loved. So, yes. Which one are you? <laughs> um, I'm probably a mixture of a few that you've mentioned there. Um, so I'm. Uh, divorced. I'm also a clinical psychologist, um, and I left my I left an emotionally abusive marriage um, 
almost six years ago now. Uh, that marriage was for 13 years. We were together for 16 years and we've got three children together. Uh, I'm now a solo mum to those uh, beautiful children. Um, and it was, you know, quite a journey for me. Being a clinical psychologist, you know, did not prepare me for what I was going to go through. The, my, my training uh, didn't help me. You know, we're all humans and go through turmoil. So I had to rediscover for myself uh, how, to, how to navigate it. Um, and, you know, now helping other single mums do the same with what I know from my professional experience as well as the personal one. Oh, wow. Oh, I so want to dive into that because I only have one child. And yeah. we were married uh, 14 years. And he yeah. came home one night and says, hey, I filed for divorce. Uh, you'll be served next week. And I was floored. I was angry. Mm. I felt like a failure. Mm. I felt yeah. stupid. <laughs> I felt... Mm. Um, he didn't cheat on me, but I just felt so cheated. And um, angry doesn't even describe how I felt because I had this dream that we were going to be mm. 92 years old, sitting on yeah. the floor. Yes. And yes. then he just blew it up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I was I was beyond myself angry. So what about yeah. you? Know, what were those some of the emotions that you went through? Yes, absolutely. Look, I think even though I'm the one that ended it, because like I said, there was a lot of emotional abuse. It, it took a lot of courage for me to do that. I was scared to do it. I was scared about how I'll cope on my own. Um, I didn't tell anyone what was going on. I was embarrassed. Um, so I hid it. Um, and so initially I was relieved that, oh my God, I finally did it. Uh, but then a bit like you, I felt, I, I experienced grief because I'm, I'm grieving the loss of, of what I thought my life was going to look like. Right. I, I thought also that I'm, you know, we're going to grow old together, you know, live in the white picket fence house, um, and all of those things that, um, you know, it didn't turn out the way that I thought it would. So I, I definitely had to to go through that um i also definitely experienced anger i was also angry at myself you know to be honest you know that i allowed this to go on for so long um but you know then gradually um more good things actually started to happen so you know i then realized gosh there's actually a lot more that i gained than what i lost which was the best part of it of this journey awesome so when you were going through that transition of that yeah. period where you weren't sure about what your life was going to be like as you were redesigning yes. it. Did you have yes. a destination of what it would look like after you finished redesigning your new life? You know, initially I didn't. Initially I was just relieved that I got rid of something that was very toxic um, in my life. Um, but what then started to happen is I, I then realized, okay, I got rid of this one huge um, stressor. What else can I actually remove, right? So I started really looking at my life and looking at, um, you know, what else is causing me stress that really I don't need to have in my life. So, for example, I noticed that I was doing so much that I didn't need to do. I was enrolling my children in so many different activities. I was, um, you know, working long hours. I was trying to do so many things, and I was really burning myself out. So I started to cut some things out. You know, I, I realized, okay, what activities do my kids really need to do and what's really not necessary? Um, and so we, I started doing that. I also you know, started saying a bit more no to things. So I was, you know, wanted to please everybody and catch up with everybody, but I, I was just didn't have the energy um, initially. So I also realized, okay, let me just really pick and choose who I catch up with, how I spend my time. So, you know, removing and changing things like that was the first step for me. To, okay. To redesign. Yeah. I then... Um, would you like me to, to keep telling you kind of the steps I took? Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. So um, it's funny because as I was reflecting on it, I, I 
actually developed it into like a methodology to help other single moms, and I called it the 4R method. So the first R is what I just said, it's remove, like you remove anything that's toxic in your life or stressful. Um, the next R that I went through was rediscover. So I actually didn't even know who I was after the marriage ended. I you know, was so focused on my children, my work, helping my clients. There wasn't much left for myself. So I really had to rediscover who I was again. And that came by just opening myself up to new experiences, gradually starting to say a bit more yes to things, but yes to things that actually I was curious about. So for example, um, you know, I never exercised, I was never fit and I started going for walks with friends and then that ended up feeling so good I thought maybe now I'll join a gym and then that actually became an ex-level I discovered I love that and believe it or not I'm now competing in bodybuilding <laughs> I actually oh realized I have a, a, a passion for that that I never even knew I was into um, I you know went out dancing and I forgot how much I love dancing so I rediscovered all these parts of me and I just felt so much more alive I, I hadn't you know done things like that for myself um, when I was married and funnily enough somehow I had the ability to do it when I separated because I invested in a babysitter I thought you know what I want to do things for myself I need to budget for this so I started doing that um, I was released so just really releasing all these uncomfortable feelings that were that were inside me you know um, all, all the discomfort you know sort of um, did a bit more meditation and mindfulness and relaxation techniques to just really calm my body down to be more at ease and more at peace with things and I hold on to the anger and the guilt and the shame and all of that. So that really helped me just feel a bit more comfortable on my own skin. And then the final R, I just call that refine. And basically that's like doing a life audit. I, I looked again at, you know, what is helping me and what's not helping me. You know, what do I keep? And what do I remove? So it was just little things, you know, like like I said, how I spend my time, you know, a bit more thinking before acting rather than going on autopilot and just, okay, I'll do this and I'll do that. I really was thinking, you know, can I really do that? Is that really going to help me, energize me, or is that going to deplete me? So gradually I made all those changes and I'm a completely different person to the one I was six years ago now. I absolutely love that. Uh, my process was I felt like a pretender. And yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was outside. I was this bubbly, happy person. And then when I was mm. inside, I was like in the fetal position, almost like crying and felt like totally uh, dejected. And it, it, mm. it, it was funny. So... You you stuck with the letter R. I stuck with the letter P. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote a book about all these P words, like my power, my pride, my passion, everything. Yeah. And it, it, was a, it was the best therapy that. ever. Because you know what it was? I didn't have, I now call money resources. I did not at the time after the divorce have the resources to go to therapy. Mm. So I became my own personal doctor, Heather. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for my own therapy session. And, and, but it was funny because I found out so many amazing things about myself. Um, like yeah. you're, Bars, I found 52 P words. Mm. And, and it, it, it was the best thing ever. And guess what? Today I've sold over 500 copies of my book. Amazing. I love that. Well, I'm writing a book now about my, my four R methods. <laughs> so you got, when you finish, you got to let me know. Share it. Um, you know, to those out there, because I, I love the fact that, you know, you started down this road, which is our word, by the way. You started down yeah. this road, and as you picked up momentum, you picked up steam and confidence. And you, you yes, that's exactly right. And you may not have started out that way saying, okay, I'm going to remove these things. I'm going to rediscover, release, mm. and respond. I think as you went mm. along, it's like, here's one, 
and this one serves me. Yes, yes. What did you discover about yourself in this process? So what, what I discovered is, um, first of all, that I'm actually quite fun. <laughs> you know, I thought I was, you know, boring and, um, you know, it didn't have, um, you know, much spice to me. And um, I discovered the fun side of me again, which was just, that's the part that really made me feel alive. You know, I went dancing with with a friend and a fellow single mum that I met. Um, so I made new friends and, you know, we would go out dancing. I'd be, you know, dancing with my eyes closed. I wouldn't care what anybody thinks, you know, like dancing like no one's watching, you know. Um, I discovered that. I, I discovered I'm a lot stronger than what I thought I was. I, I thought I was, you know, weak and fragile. Um, and, you know, it's not like I was strong straight away, but I, it increased as my confidence improved and I realized, gosh, I'm, you know, I'm actually a lot stronger than what I thought I was um, and resilient. So that was awesome to to discover. You know, um, awesome and, resilient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you know, so, you know, uh, there is no structure to my interview, but now I'm curious, how, yeah. you know, how did these things, your confidence or this rediscovery that you went through, how did it help your business? How did it serve you in your business? Did you um, tweak your mm-hmm. business model to more focus mm-hmm. on women like you? Or was it always there and now it just exploded? Yeah, so basically, you know, when I started realizing um, and discovering all these little strategies that were helping me, every time I made a little breakthrough, uh, you know, or felt better um, doing something that was previously, you know, uncomfortable for me, like facing new situations, meeting new people, you know, going to a gym, all of those things, I thought, oh, my gosh, I've got to teach other women how to do this. This is not part of traditional therapy necessarily. Um, I've got to teach other women how to do it. And um, and so, um, you know, that's what I started sharing um, and doing. I also, uh, on kind of a tangen- tangential part, because I got into bodybuilding, that also taught me a lot. It taught me what discipline is about and consistency and pushing through discomfort physically also helps you mentally. Um, and now I actually also um, help um, ladies that do bodybuilding to, to, to keep on that journey and to keep their focus and be driven um, and, and help them push through that to compete in it. So I've sort of used it in, in, those, in both of those ways. Nice. Yeah. That is that's <laughs> fabulous. I love I love when we discover little secrets about ourselves that we yes, didn't totally. know existed before, and then 100%. we capitalize on that to to help us not only grow internally but externally to serve others. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And mm. and you know and. He, the other thing I learned through my journey was that, you know, I had to go through the journey to appreciate where I was in the moment. And yes, totally. You know, mm. I say this today. I love this extraordinary life of mine. It's not always easy. But yes, I love yes. this extraordinary life that I'm living. And mm. I couldn't be living this extraordinary life if I did not go through the valley of despair that I went through after my divorce. Yeah, yeah, I, can, I totally resonate with that. Um, and, you know, in fact, I, I often ask, 
you know, clients that I see in my practice, you know, tell me something in your life that happened that taught you the biggest lesson. You know, no one tells me something happy and cheerful that happened to them, you know. It's always a hardship, a turmoil, a trauma. Those are the things that teach us the biggest lessons because when you come out of that the other side, you're always better. Right. And, 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 and going in, you, you had that doubt that mm. there's no way, absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, I was totally yeah. to any of it. It was like, yeah, right, never gonna happen. Yeah. And now it's like I welcome those opportunities for me to grow. You know, it's so funny because you said you initiated your divorce process. I I was on the receiving end of that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember in the divorce trial, the ex-husband said to um, said to the judge, "When I married her, she was, um, you know, almost making six figures, and now she's not even making that. And um, eight years later, I've doubled that. Good for you. You go, girl. <laughs> and really? but it, it, it. feels." so amazing that, hey, you know what? I didn't think I would be able to to do that. And I'll give you a, a, a specific story. Eight years ago, I was on the verge of losing my house mm. because it was challenges. Eight years later, yeah. I'm 10 months away from paying it off. Yeah, brilliant. That's so good. I didn't think I would get there at that moment. Now it's like, really? That wasn't so hard. (laughs) But, you know, what I say to you, what I say to others as we redesign our life, I love baseball. I I know you guys are um, um, rugby and um, football, what do you call football, football. But, um, Mm. you know, I'm a baseball fan. I'm a New York Yankees fan, and the the greatest uh-huh. catcher, Yogi Berra, always says, "If you don't know where you're going, how will you get there?" And yeah. you know, as we redesign our life, sometimes we did not choose to redesign, but we have to redesign mm. out of necessity. Even if we mm. choose it, we still have to do it mm. out of necessity. And you had three little yeah. ones with you as yeah. you were going yeah. through. And yeah. as you said earlier as well, you had a practice that you were there encouraging women to be their best version of themselves. And then yeah. you had internally of the best version of you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, so that was a little bit different um, in a sense. And how how did you handle that aspect of it? Look, I when I'm with when I'm with clients, you know, I I'm really in the zone and I'm totally focused on them. Um, but you know, obviously, as, as I got better, my work was better. You know, and I could see other things that help, and I could. Uh, I just had a completely different perspective. I also, given my experience, you know, I can pick up on things that I didn't pick up before in in, um, in women. You know, like if they're avoiding certain certain things that I think would be good for them to face, or if they're in a toxic relationship that perhaps um, they're too afraid to um, to leave uh, or, or change anything about. You know, I pick up on those things a lot more quickly and alert them to it. So it's it's only helped me you know, in, in my work. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the, because I'm in the helping um, uh, profession, you know, life experience always can, you know, helps. So, um, yeah, it's helped me in, in many ways. And, okay, so it helps you to be a better listener? Yes, it okay. helps me to be a better listener and to pick, pick up on, on the issues that I've had quickly before. Ah, and yeah, and uh, so 
that was the before and the after of it. That's really, really cool. So now that your practice is is focusing on on the resiliency of women, yes, and yes. they can move forward, whether it's in the em- emotional building of who they are or the physical building of who they are through bodybuilding yes. and yes. that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's what Sure. Yep. So, yep. so t- tell me in your in your business, who is your ideal client today? So my my idea, well, I've got two uh, two types of ideal clients, two groups that uh, of uh, ladies that come to me. Um, one group is is the single mums who want to um, learn ways to manage stress better and rediscover themselves again. Um, and then I've got uh, the bodybuilding ladies who want to push through any emotional discomfort or barriers that get in the way of being, you know, the best athlete that they can be. So I've I've got those two uh, two groups of ladies that that I see. And and how so? You know, you there's these two. What is your unique contribution to both? So, my well, in, with the with the single mums, um, I go with them through this four R, you know, method that I've got, and uh, and you know, we work through that systematically. So, what can you remove? Um, you know, helping them um, with strategies to be able to rediscover themselves and be open to new experiences, release those uncomfortable feelings, and then really refine their life. Um, that's quite a unique way to. Uh, to go about it um, with single mums, usually when people present to therapy, that you know we focus on, um, you know, dealing with the uncomfortable emotions and what had happened. Well, I, I really focus a lot on actions, not just the emotions. What can you change in your life? What can you do differently to really help them move forward and find out who they are again? Um, my unique contribution with bodybuilding is well, it's actually quite unique to have a psychologist in the bodybuilding space. Um, so uh, I really help with the mindset uh, of that um, because, you know, to be a good athlete, it's, it's not just about pushing your body. You have to, uh, you know, you have to be mentally prepared as well to, to push through discomfort, to be disciplined, to be focused. So I teach strategies to, to do that. I'm also a hypnosis practitioner as well as a clinical psychologist. So I do that as well um, to help people focus better. Um, and I do that with the single mums too. To, to sleep better, to, you know, release those uncomfortable feelings. So lots of unique kind of tools and strategies in both. Uh, you know, I so admire your journey to how you created this process. Oh, thank you. That you that if you didn't go through your journey, you would probably never discover it, to be honest. Completely. And and, and while I asked you for your unique contribution to each of your respective clients, what I heard was that the process that you use is is the same process that you use whether you're a single mom with stress or your bodybuilder going through that emotional, physical transformation. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. There's there's absolutely similarities with both. And the truth is that for me to be better mentally, I couldn't have done it without getting better physically. So what really, in the end, led me to the bodybuilding was that when once I got stronger mentally and I felt a bit more like myself, I don't know how... It entered my mind, but I, I just felt, you know what, now that I'm strong mentally, I want to be stronger physically. And so that's how I started going, going to the gym. And then my eyes popped out of my skull when I saw the machines and the weights, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I, like I was so excited by it, and I've never done it before. So, you know, I got myself a trainer, and I started training. Um, and it just, you know, one step led to another. Um, I then met a lovely man who's now my partner, and he said to me one day, you know, it looks like you build muscles quickly. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not, you know. And and said, have you ever thought to compete? And I thought, 
I'm not doing that. I'm not standing on a stage in a bikini. Um, and, you know, but he planted a seed and that seed just grew and grew. And then I thought, okay, you know what? I really want to go completely out of my comfort zone and challenge myself. Now, again, I wouldn't be the person I'm today if I didn't do that. You know, right. so now I, I purposely put myself out of my comfort zone because I know it will make me better. And that's what I encourage others to do. Okay, so you said one thing that I want to touch on, but I want to go back to something before. Now that you have owned who you are, yeah, I, I call it, in the way I described it in my book was that you own your three voices. And for yeah. me, the three voices is um, the most, the biggest and the loudest voice really and the truest and most authentic is the voice of the heart. Mm. And there is the public voice which comes from the mouth and then there mm. is the the voice of the head that speaks and tells you all the things that are negative but never the positive. Yeah. And so I, I heard you now that you own who you are, how did you now show up for your kids? Look, my, this has only helped me with my kids because um, my kids saw a mum who was looking after herself, um, who um, was getting stronger and fitter, so that was a good example for them about the importance of that. It also really gave me a sense of peace and made me more calm, so I was a more calm mother rather than stressed and on edge and rushing and, and all of that. Don't get me wrong, that still happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm still human. But but overall, I you know, it's actually made me, you know, better a, a better mum. So, um and they've they've learned from me and they saw how I prioritise things differently. Um, you know, now I've got them all doing some kind of sport, you know, so um it's it's really taught them a lot. And, and by the way, my three kids are all girls as well, so it was even more important <laughs> to me that they see that, you know, that women can be independent and strong. Uh, absolutely. I I so agree with you with respect to that because when I learned to put my mask on, as they say, every time you fly, mm. I became a better person for me, mm. which allowed me to be, become a better mom to my son. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that was always what I wanted, but when I was with mm-hmm. the ex-husband, it wasn't what I achieved. Yeah. And and yeah. so I appreciate that aspect of me mm-hmm. claiming my and saying, yeah. okay, here's authentic me and how I show up. And when I show up for me, I can show up for him in a way yeah. that's positive. And, and yeah. so let him be who he was meant to be without fear or, or you have girls, I have a boy, without condemning mm. male species of the world. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And, and you're doing it the exact same way with your girls to say you don't have to condemn yeah. men. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. love that. That is so, that's brilliant. So thank you for recognizing that. And then the other one that you said, you also now have a male partner. Congratulations to you. Thank you. <laughs> now, you don't have to answer, but, you know, there was the old relationship and the old behaviors with your previous um, partner mm. and now your new partner and the new authentic you. How has that changed the dynamics of this relationship versus the old? Yes. Well, first of all, this partner is completely completely different from the previous one uh, in every way imaginable. Um, and, uh, you know, part of meeting him, um, you know, so I met him 
two years after my separation and um, so we've been together almost four years um, and um, I was dabbling in online dating <laughs> and you know, and I went on many, many days with different people. Um, and I don't know, I saw his, his profile and he was totally different to anyone I've dated before. But there was something about him that intrigued me. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go for someone different. Clearly what I've done so far hasn't worked. And obviously it was the best decision I've ever made because he was incredible. Um, and, you know, I, I get so surprised by some of the um the ways he responds to me that i'm not used to it so just just the care and the concern and the listening i was used to being someone who's a bit more dismissive and short tempered and things like that and you know he's just so kind and nurturing and patient and loving and just wonderful so you know it, it actually made it very easy to transition to this so did you write down the the characteristics of the trait of the new um, person, the new man that you wanted in your life, or you just consciously say, I don't, the other person is A, B, C, D, I want E, F, G, yeah. H. You know, because yeah. I wrote down and said, okay, here are the Mr. Darcy traits that I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. here are the ones that I don't want. <laughs> and I, yeah. I haven't met Darcy Drake yet, <laughs> but I, I know he's coming. I know he's out there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but it's good that you, um, you know, the old relationship taught you, um, or I'm going to speak for me, my old relationships taught me that the things that were not making me happy in the old relationship, I shouldn't try to repeat them in the new relationship because they're not going to yeah. make me happier. You know, the face may change. Yeah and stuff like that, but if I'm bringing the same suitcase with me. And then, more importantly, I also had to recognize the things about me that were mm. not the best characteristic traits either and, mm. you know, were not. So, you know, I really, I'm going to use the Australian term, I really peel back the onion. <laughs> yeah. But I think sometimes um, when we exit one relationship and, and start another relationship, we don't always get authentic with ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, that's... Uh, a foundation for stress and for mm. repeated um, failures of the old relationship with the new relationship because, you know, like I said, we changed the um, the color of the suitcase, but we didn't change any of the um, contents of the suitcase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Right. And so as we, re, when we redesign our life, um, you know, emotionally, financially, career-wise, colleague-wise, partner-wise, everything, you know, we always have to start with the mirror looking with a, looking at ourselves and taking mm. off the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, that is, you know, and I love that you you found it in the very beginning, and um, it took me a long time to get there to where I I found mm. it. In. But you know, now my friend says I have no filter because I just say whatever it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I yes. was like. Okay, yeah. better you be unhappy than me be unhappy. <laughs> yeah. So, 
so so what does um your vision look like 10 years from now where, where are you going to be what are you going to be doing tell me about that what a great question um look my my mission is you know because i'm i'm really in sick of the bodybuilding and i'm actually competing in about 10 weeks uh and i'm absolutely loving helping you know women in this space and i can see they're so uh, appreciate it because uh, there's not um, a lot of uh, or any really psychologists in this space. There's a lot of mindset coaches, but not really uh, psychology uh, background. So I'm I really want to create more resources for them. Um, I'm in the midst of creating a course for them that they can follow to really help them be more focused. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really passionate about helping them be the best that they can be. Um, so. That's where my, my energy and attention is, is going at the moment and where I'd, I'd love for it to, to really go because it's actually a massive gap in this, uh, in this field, in the bodybuilding field. So you asked me before if there were predefined questions and I said, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I honestly don't, but... Um, you know, the interview, um, I'm going to give credit to my friend Enid, and she has um, a program that she calls Raw Storytelling. So, like, my uh-huh. interviews are because there are no predefined questions. But as you uh-huh. said that, it triggers for me, if, if, if that's your vision, I have uh-huh. basically one question I would ask. It's like... Well, well, sometimes I lie because one question always leads to three. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, so question one would be, what's stopping you? Mm-hmm. Um, the next question is, um, who can you partner with to help you to get there? Number three, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have a three yet, but it may depend on <laughs> Okay. Uh-huh. So what's stopping you from creating that program? Look, there's nothing stopping me. There's maybe things delaying me. <laughs> but um, but I wouldn't say stopping me because my, my eyes are laser focused on that and I, I am working on it. So it's definitely in progress. Um, but my life is very full, and it's not the only thing in my life. I, you know, I have children, and I have now a partner, and um, you know, house to take care of, and my work, my still, my practice. So um, it means that I'm working on that in between everything else. Um, in, you know, in inverted commas, my spare time. So that's that will be what you know delays me getting there quicker. Um, but there's definitely nothing stopping me. I'm I'm on it. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, I think I found question number three. (laughs) So, um, you did answer one and two. Question number three goes back to years ago, Harvard um, University here, they said, did a study with their MBA grads. And they asked the question of them, how many of you have goals? You know, and pretty pretty much all of them raised their hand. And then they Mm -hmm. asked the second part of the question, which was of the ones who raised their hand who said they had goals, how -hmm. many of you wrote down those goals? And Mm -hmm. a lot fewer hands went up on that particular question. And when mm-hmm. they went back 10 years later and resurveyed the individuals with the ones who had goals and the ones who did and the ones who wrote down their goals, what they found mm-hmm. was the ones who wrote down their goals, which was about 3% of the, the class, mm-hmm. they for um, their income level was more than double of the ones who mm. just had. 
And the power in that was that the fact that they wrote it down um, not only crystallized it and memorialized it in the written form, Mm. but they Mm. see it. And when Mm. things we drive down the road, there's always a detour or stop or something, and it allows them to restart or get back on route again Mm. on what the initial goal was. Mm. And, yeah. and and so my thing now is to say to others and and even with me and um <clears throat> when I bought my house years ago it's funny I had a note that I I taped to the wall a wall in the kitchen <clears throat> mm. and I didn't pay attention to it at all. And first of all, I mm. lost this And when I found it again, guess what? All the things that I said I wanted to do that, to the house, they weren't all done. Mm. But majority of them were done. Oh. And, and, and what I crystallize it to is the power of writing it down because Someone said to me, uh, a gentleman, Chris Atwood, he says, there are two ways you can communicate to yourself. One is through a statement and the other is through a question. It's that when, yeah. you, when you tell yourself a statement, the brain doesn't do anything with it because it can't, it can't find a route. Or yeah, makes sense. But if yes. you ask yourself a question, it will go through all sorts of routes and to find an answer. Yeah. It may not be the right answer, mm. but answer to the question. Mm. So, and and that's true. And and I've been using that suggestion or power of persuasion. Mm. For quite a while, and it's like, oh, whatever it is that I want, I now ask my, ask it in a question versus tell myself, oh, I'm going to the store, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, how can I get to the store? Mm. Yes. Yes. You know. Yes. So, so I love mm. the fact that you are busy, and you have mm. so many other <laughs> things. If that's going on, <laughs> yeah. to your kids, to your practice, to your your competition. But yeah. I just I don't know if you do, but it's like, how can I get complete um, with a date attached to it? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I've um, I've. Uh, Definitely sometimes given myself uh, deadlines uh, that's happened uh, recently that I that I did that it, it meant that I ended up staying till two a m one night to complete it um, but it felt amazing to to be able to do that um, but yeah generally like when you say question, I do that too. I ask myself, how can I make this easy you know what what can I do to make this easier? Uh, what can I change? You know, a bit like when I've been working with the single mums. You know, what do you need to remove or change? So uh, that's you know that's what I look at. Um, you know, my kids because I've been on this very entrepreneurial journey as well as the bodybuilding journey. Um, you know, I've had to communicate um, a lot of that with them. And as they've grown older, I can tell them more, um, and I share them with them everything that I'm doing. So they um, they. They know the rationale for why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, sometimes it means I spend less time with them, but they know there's a why behind it. Um, and they're very supportive. So that helps <laughs> as well. I, so, yeah, I'm there's supportive yeah. of you. I, don't even, I haven't even met you yet. Thank you. Uh, as we come to a close, there's certain things. 
I do have three defined questions in a sense. So it's basically one question. Mm-hmm. So, sure. you know, for the person who is going to listen out there in um, in um, listener land, <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. If I wanted to get in touch with you and know more about you from your website to your Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, how do I how do uh-huh. I connect with you? Oh, excellent question. So I've got two Instagram pages for each of those two uh, areas that I told you about. So for the single mum area, my Instagram, uh, where I show a lot of content, um, is underscore uh, doctor, so D-R dot F-E, E-F-I, so it's just underscore doctor dot F-E. And for the other page, it's called the bodybuilding psychologist. Um, and between the word the and after the word bodybuilding was an underscore. So it's the underscore bodybuilding underscore psychologist. The bodybuilding underscore psychologist. Yeah. And um, so those are the two best methods to communicate with you. Yes, yes. I mean, through those, there's links to my website uh, and so on. Yeah. Pardon? Do you have a website? I sure do, yeah. So, I mean, you can go to, um, if you go to either one of those, um, there's a link to my website. But otherwise, my website is um, ezpsychology.com. So the letter E, then the letter Z, psychology.com. Okay. You know, Dr. Effie, this was amazing. I love it. Oh, thank you, Heather. <laughs> love what it is. I love chatting you with you do. as well. <laughs> I love how you <laughs> you redefined your life to one of, of passion, purpose, and power. <laughs> yes, I love you. that you discovered who you are in this process and for you know us ladies out there who are maybe stuck on the road and trying to figure out how do I get to the next exit you know mm. Dr. F is a great person to chat with um, if you want to do that she has two contacts um, Instagram at Dr. Effie underscore Dr. Effie or um, the bodybuilding underscore psychologist. Um, both are on Instagram or easypsychologist.com. You can get in touch with her. And, you know, she's a day ahead of us. So if you want to talk late at night, you can do from stateside to Australia. Hmm, how's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and for me, um, you know, I'm Heather Mahoney, Roadmapping Your Life, and I'm always here on Tuesday, except if there's a concert. Hmm. I am a mm-hmm. concert scene. I love concerts. I go to concerts all the time. And mm-hmm. so I, I live my passion by going to a concert. But mm-hmm. otherwise, right? <laughs> uh, and... Or you can find me on Amazon at Designing Your Life Roadmap, A Pathways to Exit the Pretender Highway, or on Instagram at Roadmap Ever, or Facebook Roadmap Ever. Yeah, I'm Roadmap Ever. Beautiful. We talk about, uh, we speak to women who are redesigning their life, and they will share how they redesign their life from maybe they've ended in a long-term relationship, whether volunteer or involuntary. They had a career mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. They had some other financial challenges. And who among us haven't had a uh, financial challenge or health challenge, really? So, um, yeah. or they lost a loved one. And they, you know, they don't know as I said earlier, um, my yogi bear is called, you know, how will you know when you get there if you don't know where you're going? And we all get stuck 
from time to time on the road. You know, I was coming home tonight, and mm. there was a accident, and I was stuck on the road. Really, there was nowhere to go mm. except sit there. So, you know, we all need a partner to help us um, get through and get to the next exit. So come back on Tuesday night and listen to another fabulous, amazing story of how we visit Jesus And Dr. Effie, thank you so much for being here tonight. Have a wonderful Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> All right. Thank you, thank you. Have a beautiful night. Bye-bye. Bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.